0: Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys. And take off your shoes and socks and run you.
1: It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. How you doing, buddy? <sighs> Just, you know, thinking about a poster I saw in a movie. <laughs> Wait. A poster you saw for a movie or you were watching a movie in in a movie. In the as part of set dressing in a movie. So was a is that what they call a diegetic poster?
2: <laughs> right, yes. A, p- a poster that is coming from the scene in a movie, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um Just thinking about it. I saw the poster, maybe I want to say Wednesday or Thursday, we're recording this on a Sunday. So I just basically been nonstop thinking about the poster.
1: I mean, Jordan, you've always been nutty for mise-en-scene, the elements of the scene. I love it. I love it. Nobody I know has ever appreciated the things on screen that right. are not the focus of the scene than Mr. Jordan Morris.
2: Yeah, love that. Of course, love MacGuffins and the Wilhelm Scream, uh, sure. other film school things. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Battleship Potemkin. Battleship Potemkin, for instance. Um, yeah, just one
1: example of something from film school. Right.
2: Um, yeah, so I watched, uh, I don't know if you've seen this movie, The Little Things.
1: No, I have not seen this movie. What is this movie?
2: This is a, this is one of those, was gonna be in theaters, but got, got put on HBO Max movies. This is a, mm-hmm. this is a very, very okay serial killer movie that is elevated to tons of fun because Denzel Washington
1: is the lead of it. Yeah, I mean, that's all movies, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's like
2: you got those great Denzel Washington movies and then like movies he's in that are a blast
1: to watch because he's the last movie star. Yeah, you get some Inside Mans where you're like, wow, this is a home run all around, top to bottom, soup to nuts. Yes,
2: some Mans on Fire, some Equalizers... So, yeah, this is one of those. This is a very, like, very, like, by-the-numbers serial killer movie. At one point, the serial killer actually says to the cop, we're not so different, you and me. Fucking verbatim (laughs) says that. Just says that. (laughs) Wait, is Denzel the cop or the killer? He is. He's the cop. He's one of two cops. It is him and Rami Malek, who's also quite good. Um, on the trail of uh, Jared Leto, who is Jared Letoing as hard as he possibly fucking can. He is like uh, he might as well still be in the Joker makeup from Suicide Squad. He is Jared Letoing so hard.
1: Uh, he's usually such a subtle performer.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, he's going for it this time. He said, "You know, whoever the director is is like, Jerry, have a little fun with this one. Have mm-hmm. some have some fun out there." J a r r y. Yeah. That's yeah. That's what you call Jared Leto when you work with him, yeah. Jerry, but with an A. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. So this is a like very o- okay movie. You know, some great acting, some Jared Leto acting, but it is okay. So they are. So Denzel is this is this cop who uh he's he he was he was, he was an L.A. cop, and then something happened. And he moved to a small town, Bakersfield, I believe. frequent Jordan Jesse Go reference, Bakersfield.
1: And so he comes. No, Jordan. Yeah. When you say Denzel plays a cop mm-hmm. or a, or a former cop, right? Is he specifically a a former handsome cop?
2: Oh, you know they really like they really schlub him up in this. They really schlub him up. I mean, he, you know, the handsomeness. You know, you cannot tamp down that handsomeness at all. Why
1: but... would you? Why on earth? Would you bother to put Denzel Washington on celluloid and not let him be the prettiest motherfucker
2: there is? I mean, you know, obviously it still
1: comes out. It's
2: still, you know, obviously it's, 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 you know, it's like trying to corral a hurricane. It still sure. comes out, but they just put him in a lot of like giant tan blazers. Yeah. Um. And he's like a little, he's like a little, like he's, you know, he's not, he's not super fit. You know, he's, he's a little doughy. Um, but you know, so, so, you
1: know, wow, the, really coming at Denzel, huh?
2: I, I'm just, I'm just saying this is not him. He's not, he's not, he's not hunking in this. He's not meant to be hunking. I mean, he's naturally hunking, but it is not the goal of the movie. He's supposed to be just like a working, a working man, working class, you know, maybe even like a little forgettable. It's even kind of part of it. It's just like, you know. He's he, he you know, he comes he comes back to LA and people are like, Who's this bumpkin? you know.
1: You know what I would say? Hmm. Unforgettable, that's what Denzel is. Right.
2: Yes. <laughs> a real devil in a blue dress he uh-huh. is.
1: <laughs> I don't
2: think he wears a blue dress in the movie. Um so he, he, there's a there's a scene where he, he has Rami Malik meet him at a bar and they sit down and you could tell like cool clientele
1: in this place. Like kind of cool, dangerous. Yeah types like there's like throbbing industrial music a lot of white people with dreadlocks and all black clothes you
2: know what it is Um, that is kind of the vibe that is absolutely like what they're going for like that is this movie inside
1: a warehouse that is this movie's version of cool
2: you know it is like a balcony it's like this movie's version of cool stopped with matrix 2 (laughs) (laughs) cornell west is there yeah sure um So they're in this, and, you know, the Ryan Mal character is looking around, and he's like, oh, pretty cool choice. And Denzel's like, well, they, you know, the neighborhood's changed a lot since I was here last, I guess, you know. When he was there, this was kind of like a local dive, and now it's like a fucking cool, cool place for, for cools. Yeah. And while they're talking, you can see behind them, just like they've, you know, they've They've made sure to, like, put all the, like, cool bar trappings up in this place. And behind, behind them while they're talking, there's a poster that just says Rock Music Festival and no information. <laughs> Rock
1: Music Festival. You know, I saw them open once for Lifter Puller. <laughs>
2: No, no bands, no date, no time, just like the idea of like there will be a rock music festival. It, will it be will it be pub rock? Will it be hardcore? Will it be uh, progressive rock? Who knows? It's a rock music festival and you're going to be here cuz you love rock music. Rock music festival. God, I fucking can't wait for the vaccines to get out and we can go to rock music festival again. <laughs> Jesse, Brian, we're all guests. We're all after this is over. We're all, I'm paying. I'm paying the passes, and we're all going to rock music festival, and we're going to rock out in a very non-specific way. I don't know. Is it? Will it be hair bands? Will it be? Will it be Psycho Billy? I don't know. It's a rock music festival, and we're all fucking going. We're going to have a great time.
1: Should we introduce our guest on the program? Yes. By the way, I'm going to reggae music festival. <laughs> Sounds pretty iray. <laughs> it's got a real chill vibe I like that about it um, our guest on the program of course a friend of Jordan Jesse Go, comedy writer and performer um, look the honest truth is this she's got some new credits coming down the pike but we don't know whether they'll be announced right before or right after this episode comes out so we're just gonna say Jenny Jaffe writer for Nikki and Sarah Live on MTV in 2013 <laughs> A funny show, a an underappreciated show. show, very Great funny show. show. Nikki and Sarah Live, very sophisticated jokes for a pop culture obsessed teen and young adult audience.
3: Thank you so much. That is my that was my first TV credit. I was 22 when I wrote on Nikki and Sarah Live, so that I'm turning 31 in a, uh, next week. So that should tell you <laughs> how uh, how recent that. That credit is, but man, that's what, what a throwback. And thank you for the kind words. It was underappreciated in its time.
1: Yeah. Very funny show. Sarah Schaefer, a f- friend, another friend of Jordan, friend Jesse, go of the, the co host of that program.
3: Uh incredibly funny, awesome person.
1: Jenny Jaffe, do you, have you ever been to a music festival?
3: Um, I think, yes. Wait, yes, 100% I have. I've, but like, it wasn't, I've never gone and like camped out there or something that's, um I'm I'm not a huge concert person Uh, which you can tell by the fact that I call them concerts and not shows. Um,
2: (laughs) That was a big thing for me growing up. There was a huge divide. Is like, do you call them concerts or do you call them shows?
3: If somebody says show, it's an improv show that I feel obligated to go to for some reason. (laughs) That is
2: your show. In your world, that is what a show is.
3: In my world, that's what a show is. But uh, I've been to a couple of... Festivals like for, you know, the day I went to uh uh shoot in Seattle. That was super fun. Is that but is Bumbershoot what I'm thinking of? I think so.
1: Yeah, you're thinking of Bumbershoot. What's great about Bumbershoot is it takes place in the like world's fairgrounds around the space needle. Oh and the yeah. space needle, yeah. let's be frank, is fantastic. Everyone loves the space needle, the space needle and the monorail.
3: It was uh It was super fun. I was uh, when I was there. I was with uh, my at the time boyfriend, and he was a fan of comedy Bang Bang, and I had never listened to it. <laughs> and uh, we went to a live recording, and you can imagine how <laughs> absolutely they don't rely
2: on uh, obtuse inside jokes, do they?
3: It felt like I had just like arrived at a cult meeting on Mars. <laughs> I was so baffled. Um, And but I saw I mean, I saw cool stuff. I saw uh, Charles Bradley there. Oh, uh, great. Was so incredible. Um, And then there was like a random like festival that like a radio station used to put on in San Francisco. And I'm trying to remember the name of it. Uh, but I remember going like my last week of high school with some friends again, only for the day. Let's let, Uh, I
2: want to hear that lineup. What was your, what was your senior year of high school
1: music festival lineup?
3: I don't remember. I remember seeing the Silver Sun pickups there. Okay.
1: Jenny, are we talking about a Live 105 festival or an Alex FM festival?
3: Yeah. Oh, I think it was Live 105.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's the rock of the nineties, Jordan. Mm.
3: I used to listen to Alice FM in the mornings.
1: I worked on the Alice FM morning show for three weeks.
3: (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God.
1: Shout out to Sarah and No Name.
3: Yeah, Sarah and No Name in the mornings was like the show I listened to in the morning. Was it a nightmare?
1: I was. uh, Well, I mean, honestly, the nightmare part about it was not working on the show. The producer of the show was very nice. The uh, movie reviewer slash sort of... Uh, Third chair, Hooman. Yeah. Hooman was a very nice dude. Uh, Sarah and no name, I was not allowed to make eye contact with.
3: Are you serious? (laughs)
1: Yes. Whoa. (laughs) It was very strange. I mean, it was because, you know, they're trying to focus on the show. I'm sure past interns had like been bothering them. Uh, They didn't seem like bad people.
3: There is is no level of fame at which it's acceptable to not make eye contact with people but they are for sure not at that bar
1: i don't know no name doesn't even have a name that's how famous he
3: is that's what i'm saying it's like i i'm like oh wow those guys but it's because i lived in a specific place at a really specific time like that's that's just that's to me that's unacceptable
1: yeah well you know that's that's how they rolled the real reason that i that i quit the show was not because uh, they were rude to me. And like I said, they genuinely seem like nice folks. I, I don't mean to run them down. They were just focused on their work. Um, but uh, uh, the real reason is getting up at three o'clock in the morning is horrible.
3: Well, that's pro- they were probably grumpy. That's probably why they were such dicks. If they were just like, we're, we're really sleepy.
1: I mean, the Nobody crazy thing about working in commercial radio, and this is true to some extent of public radio, too. But like the crazy part about it and the reason I never really pursued a career in it is that if you become successful, that means you have to get up at three o'clock in the morning for the rest of your life. (laughs) Like that is what success is.
3: What a nightmare. Or you just stay up so late that you just go to bed really, really late.
1: Yeah, that's what Sarah was up to. Woo! Really? No, I don't think so. I think they both probably just went to bed at seven. (laughs) Here's an interesting thing about the Sarah and No Name show. I think that's the show where uh, I met our past guest, Kevin Avery. Kevin Avery and our friend W. Kamau Bell, also a past guest, used to do movie reviews on... Uh, I think they did them both on on Alice and on uh, Live 105 there in the Bay Area when they were both Bay Area comics.
3: Oh, well, wow. I don't know that I remember... Those reviews, but I'm sure I've heard them because I was listening to a lot of both those stations.
1: Yeah. Very cool stuff, Jordan. Very cool stuff. Pretty soon, we're going to start talking about Rennell Brooks-Moon. That sounds cool. In the early days of KMEL. KMEL, mm-hmm. the people's station, Jordan.
3: That's just going to be easy. <laughs> unfortunately. I don't know what that is.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Jenny's 5 years too young. Jordan, who is who is the top radio personality in uh it, I I guess it was just Kevin and Bean, right?
2: Yeah, Kevin and Bean. Uh they were the they were the KROQ morning guys and like um yeah, I definitely was like was like a big Kevin and Kevin and Beano growing up. That's what we called ourselves. Um yeah, no and they were they when you think of like when you think of morning shock jocks they were so mild like um they definitely had like asshole bits you know they definitely had like prank calls and like you know people doing like homophobic backstreet boys parody songs
3: <laughs> <laughs> i almost asked when this was and you just completely pinpointed yeah that. <laughs> you could
2: maybe you can maybe zero in on a year based on that yeah Um, yeah, I think they had a, I think one of them recently-ish got fired and then joined KLOS, the classic rock station, Oh, where the only song basically they play is Magic Carpet Ride by Steve Miller Band.
3: Well, that's the only song.
2: That is, yeah, that's the only song. It is,
1: is a, it is a Magic Carpet Ride based radio station. That's the format. I used to get my haircut at the barbershop on my way home from uh, dropping my kid off at preschool, so it would be real early in the morning, like uh, 8.30 in the morning, and um, they would always be listening to K-Rock, and, and the Kevin and Bean show ended maybe uh, a year ago, a year two years ago, and uh, that firing happened maybe a year before that. Uh, So they would have Kevin and Bean on the radio and like by the end, their format was like so smooth and tight that it was almost like an abstract collage of people laughing and yelling stuff uh, Mm -hmm. where I would be listening to it and would be unable to follow what they were like, truly unable to follow because it would just sound like, hey, what's going (laughs) Oh, ah, here's the offspring. (laughs) That's that's that you describe
2: how I feel after uh, having seen the first Harry Potter movie and then the last Harry Potter movie with no Harry Potter movies in between. I'm just like, well, this is an art
1: film. (laughs) You feel this. You don't understand it. You feel it. The only Harry Potter thing I've ever done was watch one middle Harry Potter movie and had a great part uh, where he was swimming underwater uh, with all these magic mermen and stuff. That was great. But you watch there, the
3: fourth Harry Potter movie. For what okay, there worth. you go.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Jenny.
3: That's our exact, by the way, generational difference. Like there is a really slight between myself and anybody who's like five years older than me. The only noticeable generational difference is how much I love Harry Potter <laughs> and how much they did not give a shit about it. My my fiance is five years older than me, and that's the only like real difference. In like our pop culture consumption growing up is just that like I was the exact right age for it and he just never hit it.
1: Well, to be fair, he also loves Rennell Brooks Moon on uh, KML, the People's Station, and you miss out on that.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's really too bad. No, but I but I hear the author of Rennell Brooks Moon is also super transphobic now. So you guys are having the
1: same <laughs> the same conflict,
2: yes. Uh, Jenny, I was I was remembering your last performance on the show. Performance, yes. appearance. It's not a performance. It's yes. an appearance.
3: Oh, well, she um, did a little song and
2: dance number at the end. I did. You
3: guys didn't even <laughs> right. play it, and I was like, I that I put so much effort in.
2: It came across. It came across. We love your. We, we love that Jaffe soft
1: shoe. The old <laughs>
2: Jaffe soft shoe. The
1: second you the second you strew that sand on the ground, we knew we were in for it. We knew we were in for is. a great time. Shuffling off to Buffalo. Um, uh, I think
2: there was a, there was a, there was a real hot energy in the room because I think we had both seen the crazy Matthew McConaughey sex Island movie serenity. Am I remembering that correctly?
3: Yeah. We had just seen serenity and you very sweetly got me the poster for serenity, which I still have. Uh, Oh, nice. um, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but we had both seen Serenity, which to this day my favorite film going experience. Um, admittedly, I had fewer film going experiences since I saw Serenity than I anticipated. But um, man, what a what a bonkers ride! And I sure hope everybody has seen it now because obviously it's a classic now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's all anyone talks about
2: <laughs> the the. Twist in that movie is so crazy because it's most of the movie is Matthew McConaughey kind of like fucking his way across this island. He's like an island boatman and yeah. he and he is on an island and he just, you know, he just 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 rails his way <laughs> through everybody who lives on this island. <laughs> and then you learn late spoilers, spoilers for this movie. You learn that this whole thing has been a simulation that his son is programming. His son is programming a video <laughs> game where his dad fishes and fucks. And that's <laughs> what you've been watching is a what a a son who I think did he is the McConaughey character dead?
3: Yeah. And like his mom is in the game. So he's also like programmed like his oh, dad yeah. to like fuck his mom a bunch.
2: Right. And also like random women who come to rent boats from him.
3: <laughs> Because, well, because he's uh, he uh, is sleeping with Diane Lane also, which I like so, yeah. love that this fifteen year old boy just has this. He's like, yeah. Then Diane Lane is there.
2: <laughs> um, have you seen anything like Nuts in that way? I've, I've heard of a couple movies that I've I've heard people talk about as kind of like the next Serenity. But I was I was wondering if you have seen anything <sighs> lately that's even in that zone.
3: It's so hard to top Serenity because going in, I knew so little. And it just was able to uh, really um, exceed let it, my Let it wash over you. Yeah, let it wash over me. I'm sure there's other stuff I've watched since that has been as terrible or as baffling
1: insurrection in the capitol building yeah
3: that That was pretty wild i'd say like i think my threshold for things happening and being like this was crazy is just way different like i take everything with a grain of salt now because um because about this time last year the world as i knew it was turned upside down and everything came to a screeching halt so i just just have a different uh, idea of what to expect from anything going into it.
1: But seriously, though, have you seen Cats?
3: Oh my god, <laughs> wait, have I seen Cats? So Cats and uh, Cats and Serenity are the two episodes of the Flop House I insisted on doing. Oh, um,
2: you can just insist your way onto the Flop House. <laughs>
3: yeah, you have to sell a show with Elliot, but you can do it.
0: Um,
3: <laughs> but uh, that was the last movie I saw in theaters. Was uh, I went with uh I went with Elliot and a bunch of our friends to go see Cats and it was an absolute blast. Um it's a it's a insane movie. It's so much fun. You know what else I I uh I watched and it was also for the flop house but The Boy Next Door starring Jennifer Lopez was probably the last like truly bonkers insane movie. I watched.
1: Oh yeah. Remember when Jennifer Lopez was the world's biggest movie star? Like she was getting paid like 25 million dollars a movie or something? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, was this one of those or is this in her
2: like is this in her kind of like I don't want to say descent because she's still like ultra famous, but maybe not like she's not like famous for being a movie star. Although I don't know.
1: She this was her comeback to movie, movie stardom. It was or at least it was supposed to be. The Boy Next Door. Yeah.
3: It's a really atrocious film. Like, like, it's, it's really bad. And it's not just that it's a bad movie. It's that it's morally reprehensible as well.
2: <laughs> oh, it, good. <laughs>
3: well, like, So we were doing the stage greeting of it and there was a scene and we got to the scene and decided in the moment that we were not going to be reading it out loud. We were just like, looked at it and we we're like, absolutely not. And basically said like, listen, if you guys want to go watch the movie or read the original screenplay, you can do that. But like, this is, unacceptable
2: the detail i have heard from that movie um (laughs) that i that i will carry with me always i have not seen it but i um but i like this detail every time someone tells it to me is that you know it's a like sexy teacher movie like jennifer lopez is like a sexy teacher and she you know seduces a student and to like get into you know to like romance her the student brings her (laughs) a copy of the iliad and he's (laughs) like yeah it's a first edition
3: <laughs> it's so funny. There is not. It's just like you could have picked any other book, but that had to go through so many people. That had to go through so many uh, people to get to this point. And it's like maybe it was, you know, for even a first edition of like a specific translation that she loves or something. Like I would have bought, but like that's a fa- that's famously like a an epic poem that was like an oral tradition in Greek. <laughs> i want i I said that so confidently it might have been latin i think it's greek but yeah he gives it to her it's a a hardbound book there's no way that the first written version of the iliad was in a hardbound book and if there was it should be in the fucking smithsonian
1: (laughs) Is is that where you would put it maybe the american history museum or air and space
3: Oh, I would put in air and space. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the kid just asked real
2: nicely at the Smithsonian. He's like, "Hey, can I uh, can I take this out? I'm trying to fuck my teacher."
3: <laughs> why is this like weird teacher and this kid who's just like um, really thrown under the bus as the villain of the movie? Why is he uh, in possession of this? Like, where did he get it?
1: I mean, you got to figure like a half price books, right?
3: Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, it was like on the dollar rack at the Strand or whatever.
1: <laughs> you have a table outside B. Dalton.
3: <laughs> is the Smithsonian just natural history and air and space? I thought there was like a... No, like there's,
1: a- a, there's the Corcoran. That's one of them. That's, there's the National okay. Portrait Gallery. There's the Museum of African-American History and Culture. That's a nice one. That's the last one I went to.
3: So there is conceivably a place it could have been in.
1: Uh, the Natural History Museum.
3: Tell you what, it goes to the Greek Library of Congress, whatever their version of it is.
1: (laughs) I think it was Congress. (laughs) I mean, they invented democracy.
3: Oh my God, you guys. We're not in the same room, so you can't see how quickly I'm Googling everything.
2: (laughs) Well, hey, actually, Jenny, I'm going to need you to put away your Googler. um, Because as long as we're talking movies... Guys, are you ready for a movie quiz? I'm oh, I'm always I... ready for a movie quiz. Brian, hit that theme music. Brian will drop the music in later. We're not hearing it now. Um, so this is a this is a quiz, and I think it's gonna become a recurring uh, segment on the show. I think it's gonna oh. become very
1: popular, and I think it's gonna be one
2: you know, this is maybe this is our top ten list.
1: You know. Okay. I would love to have a you know a top 10 list uh, what's the thing where jay leno makes people look bad just like normal people
3: uh the tonight show with jay leno <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: um i love that you guys are finding your signature bit after how 14 years 14
2: 15 years yeah around there <laughs> that's that's been the thing preventing this podcast from taking off no signature bit and now that we have it
1: look out rogan well, Jordan, we had one signature bit. Jesse talks over people. <laughs> Always a fan favorite.
3: Is this the first movie quiz, or is this has this been? Is well, this the pilot? This
2: is, well, this is a specific. This is a this is a specific. It is about a movie. The movie was the inspiration for this quiz, and and uh, no,
1: I'll I'll tell you what it is. I've enough him in and on. Jordan, uh, hold on one second, Jenny. Yeah. Yes, this is the first movie quiz yeah <laughs> it's the first time anyone's ever asked other people questions about movies. They did do um, uh, they did do a scene it DVD game, but it was about Saturday Night Live.
3: I think I have that.
1: Are you ready for the first ever installment of what's the name
2: of the character John Lithgow plays in the 2019 remake of Pet Cemetery? Brian. <laughs> put me the uh, So, I don't know. I don't, again, so no guesses yet. It's a multiple choice. Okay. No guesses yet. But uh, just, I wanted to just kind of see where we are. Have either of you seen the 2019 remake of Pet Cemetery?
3: I have not.
1: Jesse? No, I missed that one. I've missed all of the remakes of Pet Cemetery. Oh, well. The 2019 one is particularly good. I also haven't seen the original Pet Cemetery. Hmm,
2: well, you might be at a disadvantage. Jenny, have you seen the original Pet Cemetery
1: or read the book?
3: I have not.
1: Okay. I've seen the Errol Morris documentary Gates of Heaven that's about a pet cemetery. Is it basically the same deal? That might help.
3: Oh, I've also seen that. Yeah, it's
1: a great movie. Well, well, there you go. Okay, so
2: you're both on equal footing here. I like this. No one has a <laughs> no one has a clear advantage.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna be guessing I'm gonna be guessing names from the movie Vernon Florida by Errol Morris.
3: <laughs> well, that's a great movie.
1: Did John Lithgow play that guy <laughs> Who keeps calling turtles gobblers.
2: <laughs> I don't know. They should. I'm sure they've tried to uh, fictionalize that at some point, haven't they? That'd I love
3: John Lithgow as the Thin Blue Line in The Thin Blue Line. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Man, John Lithgow. Uh, I think when when he dies, his uh, his tombstone's going to say John Lithgow, fast, cheap, and out of control. <laughs> These are er- Errol Morris movies, folks. It was a great
2: Robert McNamara. I just wanted to get one more in. Yeah. Um, So, John Lithgow in the movie, 2019 uh, movie, the 2019 remake of Pet Cemetery, plays a very classic, like, Stephen King old man. He plays like a crotchety Stephen King old man um, and has a really terrific name. Um, And I'm going to read you some names and you're going to have to guess which is the name of the character John Lithgow played in the 2019 remake of Pet Cemetery. Jenny, you're the guest. Do you want to go first or second?
3: I'll go. I'll go second. <laughs> then one wait. But then I risk that maybe Jesse guesses it. And so it's, true. Okay, I'll, it's true. I'll go first.
2: Okay, Jenny, you're going first. Um, it's multiple choice. Don't guess until you've heard all the uh, options. Clem Hickory, <laughs> Abraham Fencepost, <laughs> Edison Bulbson. <laughs> Francis Chickory. Judson Crandall. <laughs> Harold Bo <Beau>, Crumsley. <laughs> Pinuel Gatewood. Bart Wait, did Beardsley. You
1: say, did you just say Kim? U- Jesse, it's not your turn. <laughs>
2: okay. Bart. Me for short. Bart Beardsley. Oh. <laughs> Dallas Maverick. Okay. Reginald Gunt. Langston Train Track, (laughs) Bucket Q Paint Bucket, (laughs) Tobias Weasley, (laughs) Farnsworth Gobble, (laughs) Orville Bowtie, Walter Sparky (laughs) Kalingus, Timothy Chalamet, Marshall Maple Montague (laughs) Butt Person (laughs) Old Mansley (laughs) Creek River
1: Mouth Ghost Penis (laughs) Gore
2: (laughs) Melvin (laughs) (laughs) Carl's (laughs) Junior Winston Gnocchi Course weather vane, Carson funnel cake,
3: <laughs> Mincy
2: senator, jams chilies, Rom the vacuous spider, Blue raspberry, <laughs> Cortland corn cob. Do you want to hear the options again?
3: No. Yeah. My chest hurts.
2: Do you want to hear? The, you want to hear the options again?
3: <laughs> yeah I'd like you had like, like. Okay. Oh, Clem
2: Hickory <laughs> Abraham Fencepost Edison Bulbson Francis Chickory Judson Crandall Harold Bow Crumsley Pinuel Gatewood Bart Beardsley Dallas Maverick Reginald Gunt Langston Train Track Bucket Cube Paint Bucket Tobias Weasley, Farnsworth Gobble, Orville Bowtie, Walter Sparky Cunnilingus, <coughs> Timothy Chalamet, Marshall Maple Montague, Butt Burson, Old Mansley, <coughs> Creek Rivermouth, Ghost Penis, Gore Melvin, Carls Jr., Winston Gnocchi, Horse Weathervane, Carson Funnelcake, Mincy Senator, Jams <coughs> Jellies, Ron the Vacuous Spider, <laughs> Blue raspberry, Cortland corn cob.
3: So, there's only one that sounded like a name to me in there.
2: Um, <laughs> Talk it out. Talk it out. This is like uh, this is like uh, who wants to be a millionaire?
3: A bunch oh. of them sort of bled into one long list to the point where I was like, maybe it's just one first name and then a million nicknames and then a <laughs> the last name. Um, but so Bart Beardsley or Francis. Hickory are the two that sounded like real names to me. There's a strong chance that it's none of those, and maybe he plays a character named like Ron Lithgow or something. Um, (laughs) Good guess. But
2: it's not a it's not a trick question. It's in there. Okay,
3: I'll say I'll I'll give you that. Bart Beardsley, because that sounds vaguely real. So I'm going to guess that final answer yeah that's my final answer
2: jenny jaffe yeah you have not one. what's the name of the yeah, character john lithgow plays in the 2019 remake of that cemetery you know, so when,
3: I, when i wanted to go first it was because i heard multiple choice and thought oh, it will be five maybe a cheeky little none of the above but it's, it's this this list is extensive and i you know that's on me <laughs>
2: yeah it was a long list uh, jesse it's your turn your options for what's the name of the character John Lithgow plays in the twenty Are they different options? A pet Cemetery. No, it's the same ones. Clem Hickory. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Abraham Fencepost. Right. Got it. E- Edison bulbson. Yeah. Okay. Francis Chickory. <laughs> okay. Judson Crandall. <laughs>
1: Judson Harold,
2: Crandall. Harold, yeah. <laughs> Harold Bo Crumsley. Harold
1: Bo. Is it B E A U or B O? B O. Yeah.
2: Pinuel Gatewood. Bart Beardsley, Dallas Uh Maverick, Reginald Gunt, Uh Langston Train Track, Bucket Q Paint Bucket, (laughs) Tobias Weasley, Farnsworth (laughs) Gobble, Orville Bowtie, Walter Sparky Cunnilingus, Uh Timothy Chalamet, Marshall Maple Montague, Butt Burson, Old Mansley, Creek Rivermouth, (laughs) Ghost Penis, Gore Melvin, (laughs) Carl's Jr., Winston Gnocchi, Horse (laughs) Weathervane, Carson Funnel Cake, Mincy Senator, Jams (laughs) Jellies, Ron the Vacuous Spider, Blue Raspberry, Cortland Corncob.
1: Boy. Do you want to hear the answers again? (laughs) This is a tough one. (laughs) Um, Did I hear Mountain Dew Code Red? You did not, no. It's an oversight on my part. It should be in there. Yeah. Okay. Then I'm not going to guess that. Uh, What was that first one? Hickory? Clem Hickory. I'm going to go with Clem Hickory. Final answer? That's my final answer, Jordan.
2: Jesse, you have not one what's the name of the character john lithgow plays in 2019 remake of pet cemetery thank you jenny jaffe and jesse thorne for playing we'll see you next week on what's the name of the character john lithgow plays in the 2019 remake of pet cemetery brian hit the music again thanks for playing guys that was a lot of fun
3: wow i love that this is going to be a recurring bit
2: yeah because hopefully no one no one comes into the game having googled the information or having seen the movie yeah
1: that would really fuck us, but Oh Well, that was a you tough guys... game, Jordan. That was a real challenge. Are you guys bummed? Would what would we have won had we won? <laughs> uh fifty more names. <laughs> Okay. Let's take a break. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan, Jesse, Go.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's Jordan, Jesse, Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. You know, Jordan, every episode of Jordan, Jesse, Go supported by the kind members of MaximumFun.org, all those... Folks who've uh, opened up their telephones and their computars and gone to MaximumFun.org slash join. We're also supported this week by our friends at Kitty Poo Club.
2: Yeah, Kitty Poo Club. We love them. Uh, Listen, Jesse, we're working from home. You and me, Brian, we're all working from home. Yeah. means more time for your morning coffee or an occasional afternoon nap.
1: Yeah, we share a home. We should explain like the monkeys. Right,
2: (laughs) yeah, (laughs) and of course, the opportunity for your furry feline friend to walk across the keyboard in the middle of your Zoom call. I've been there.
1: Oh man,
2: um, you love having your cat around, but you don't love being around the litter box, Jesse. I'm looking at a freaking litter box right now, yeah, um, but it's a lot better. Because it's a Kitty Poo Club litter box. It's an all-in-one convenient litter box solution, don't you know?
1: I've been looking for a solution to litter boxes.
2: Yeah, here's what happens. Oh, hold on. My cat's actually right here. I'm going to hold her up. Maybe she'll meow into the microphone. Maybe. Is she going to do it? You She's hitting it with her little paw. Can you hear it? <laughs> okay. Anyway, she's not going to meow. <sighs> anyway, here's what happens with Kitty Poo Club. Jesse, every month, the Kitty Poo Club delivers an affordable, high-quality, recyclable litter box that's pre-filled with the litter of your
1: choice when the mm-hmm. month is up. Jordan, can I just... say, I'm glad they pre-fill it with litter, because when you said it was pre-filled, I thought to myself, well, well, then why are they mailing it to me?
2: No, it doesn't come with turds, Jesse. It doesn't <laughs> okay. come It doesn't come pre-filled with turds. Jeez Louise, the cat makes those out of their butt. Okay, sure. Here's what you do. You get you. you, you get, they're gonna mail you a turd free box, right? Free of turds. It's it's yeah. the box. It's pre filled. So they don't with charge
1: you for the turds.
2: No, the cat makes the turds.
1: <laughs> oh, I you don't see. Get, the cat turds aren't you part for of turds. Yes, yeah, so the cat who Venmos you
2: sends you a Venmo request every month for the amount of <laughs> turds that they make. Right. Got it. When the month is up, you just recycle the box and Kitty Poo Club automatically delivers you a new one. No changing used litter, no more cleaning the box. Uh Jesse, it's a great service. I love it. Uh one less reason to run out to the store. Um one one less reason to to lug a heavy jug of something uh from your
1: car. God, I hate to
2: lug a jug. Yeah, I, yeah, right? takes away time from chug-a-lugging yeah. you love to chug-a-lug yeah to chug-a-lug lug a jug? like a bug in a rug buddy yeah here's what you do you give the gift that keeps on giving the whole year a kitty poo club subscription and you can get one 20 off your first order when you set up auto ship by going to kittypooclub.com and entering promo code jj kittypooclub.com enter promo promo code jjgo 20% off when you set up autoship kittypooclub.com and don't forget your promo code jjgo at
1: checkout. We're also supported by the good folks at magic spoon. This is a type of cereal that comes at your house from the mail.
2: Yeah, and here's and it's and it's and it's better than the cereal you're getting from the supermarket because it doesn't have all the bad stuff. It's got the flavors you love, yeah. but none of the junk. Zero sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs, and only 140 calories in each serving. Keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. Uh, Jesse, the folks at Magic Spoon were nice enough to send over a couple of boxes. I love this stuff. I'm I'm trying to cut junk uh, out of my life. I got
1: the sweet tooth. But uh, Magic Spoon helps a lot with that. Yeah, it's a really, I was really a, sta- look, I'll tell you that right here and now, Jordan, I don't know what a monk fruit is, but <laughs> if it makes this cereal tasty enough that my children will eat it when they asked for a sugar cereal, I'd color me impressed. And that is exactly what happened at my house. Uh, they, got a, they got a fruit, fruity flavors or fruity O's. They got a peanut butter flavor. That's that's Daddy's favorite. Ooh, peanut butter's peanut butter's
2: good. I'm a big peanut butter dessert guy, and uh, this really scratches the itch. This uh, really uh, really prevents me from going for those peanut butter cups. It's tasty.
1: Yeah, there's a uh, uh, there's a nice uh, like just regular frosted flavor, and then they got mm-hmm. that cocoa flavor for for those cocoa. of you who who start your days by saying, uh, "Give me the chocolate." Nobody gets hurt.
2: <laughs> yeah any chocoholics are out
1: there we've got yeah. the cereal for you cocoa flavor chocoholics also please get yourself to ca All <laughs> right,
2: go to some meetings uh and the cereal super fun it definitely reminds you of you know the stuff you ate when you were watching saturday morning cartoons as a kid and this is very fun this is not in the copy but i think they should be mentioning this there are games and mazes on the box yeah, I love Amazing. Games and Mazes. Really fun.
1: Can I say, handsome
2: box. Very nice box. Looks great in the cupboard.
1: Yeah. And Games and Mazes on the back. Magicspoon.com slash JJGo. Grab a variety pack, try it today, and be sure to use our promo code JJGo at checkout to save 5 bucks off your order. They are so confident in this
2: product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee, so if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. To get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at MagicSpoon.com/jjgo, use the code JJGO to save five dollars. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring our episode. Yeah, thanks, Magic Spoon. We love we you. Love, <laughs> we love to eat you in our mouth.
1: Nom <laughs> nom <laughs> 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 All right. <That's... laughs> we're done reading the Kitty Poo Club ad, Jesse. Oh, we're just making the sound a cat up. makes. Doesn't have anything to do oh, with yeah. the ads. Just <laughs> just love making cat sounds. Here, I'm going to hold up the cat again. Maybe she'll meow.
2: Maybe she'll meow. Meow into the mic. Do it. It'll be so funny. Everybody will love it. They'll love it. They'll love it. No, she's not going to do it. Okay. God. God damn it, bug.
1: Get your fucking act together. Start meowing. We've got cereal and cat litter to move. <laughs> Caw, caw, caw. That's the sound of the mighty crow, <laughs> majestic, beautiful, soaring overhead. <laughs> okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Golf. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Old Mansley. (laughs) Jordan Morris, boy detective.
3: I'm Jenny Jaffe, which was John Lithgow's name in Pet Cemetery. (laughs)
2: That's it. Yeah, you got it. (laughs) Hiding in plain sight.
3: (laughs) Yep.
1: (laughs) So, Jenny, we've got this new segment on our program. Uh, The honest truth is this. We've been doing this show, as we mentioned, for 12, 13, 14 years. We don't really remember and uh we've never really developed a true signature segment so rather than think of one ourselves, we've just had our listeners call into segments that don't yet exist and we'll just see how they play
3: oh Um, i love them
1: yeah so someone's called in one of these uh calls to uh one of our famous signature segments so brian why don't you press play
0: hi this
2: is nat calling with a kid fauci so here's lou
1: I'm Dr. Fauci, America's doctor. I say take a little walk to stay healthy.
3: Thanks. Wow. Another great Kid Fauci.
2: <laughs> Every week we welcome another Kid Fauci onto the show.
3: Kid Fauci is a legitimately good... I know they're already doing a Doogie Howser reboot, but Kid Fauci could be like another another take on Yeah.
1: It. Oh, like the young Dr. Fauci Chronicle.
3: <laughs> like either, either you play it like Young Rock, but it's young Fauci, which... I love, I think that's a great idea. It's a a combination of like the good doctor with also a little bit of everybody hates Chris. Or you play it like it is uh, this kid was like the top medical school kid. And then something awful happened and all the adult doctors couldn't be the main doctors. And now he has to be the doctor of the world. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's. i a, don't that's know i kind of like write it write that down and mail it to yourself jenny
3: oh shit yeah that's pretty good
2: sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry you gave it away on the podcast so uh now chuck Lorre owns it
3: <laughs> like it's like it's uh you know it's if doogie hauser had much higher stakes
2: yeah that was always my problem with doogie hauser was the low stakes
1: yeah <laughs> Remember that one where he uh tried to go to the uh to the subway but they were out of meatballs? So he <laughs> had to get a turkey. Right? Yeah.
2: Not a lot of not a lot of drama on that show no, come to think of it. I think about it. Jenny, how's the let me ask you this. You were saying uh uh before we started the show uh that you are uh you're doing some Airbnb living these days.
3: I am. How's the living-
2: How's the walking where you are? What's your what are your what are your little your little walks like?
3: Oh, I do a lot of little walks. I have two dogs, so uh little walks are a big a big part of my life. Um, but there's so many absolute fuckos who just don't wear a mask. So walk it's really stressful. Like there's no good way to go outside except to if you have like a good backyard to sit in. Yeah. Uh but we haven't been home in such a long time that uh, uh, we've been at a place that doesn't have a super great backyard. It's with you, these walks that you have to go really far out of the main the main place because there's so many people who just for some reason think that if you have a mask on as a necklace or a bracelet, like that counts. Um, <laughs> if
1: you're
2: near and a mask,
3: are so dumb. Um, these
1: these people that you're talking about these are the fuckos.
3: These are the fuckers. I'm just. Yeah. I am tired. I'm. I'm very tired of uh, um, everybody thinking that they are the exception to the to the rules. You're not. You're not the main character. Yeah. Um, I, I know like... that because the main character is uh, Clem Buckets or whoever it
1: was. <laughs> bucket. Yeah. Bucket Q Paint bucket. bucket. Let's cupane. be frank. The main character is Mr. Denzel Washington.
2: That's true. Even if you put him in a tan blazer, still pretty <laughs> hunky. Um, yeah, I, you know, I think there's this thing about like, you know, you know, someone. Well, if I'm on like a walk alone and there's no one near me, I don't because have to have the mess. Somebody might
3: come. Might come near you. And, you got? Yeah,
2: if someone sees you, they're gonna fucking freak. Like, it's gonna make them feel like the fucking world is is slowly crumbling, which it is, but it reminds them that it is, so yeah, I feel like it, the 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 like mask outside is just like for everyone's mental health around you, just put it fucking on, and then like we don't have really, to freak out
3: if you really want to like you know put it down and stay really, really vigilant, and like when you even just make like eye contact from far away with somebody, you put it back up, I guess that's fine but to me it's like just keep it on just keep it the fuck on it's so much easier for everybody it's not that difficult we'd all like to feel the feel the fresh air on our faces that's just not happening right now
2: Sort where the fresh air feels the best is on the face yeah
3: i get so angry all the time like i'm just i feel like i'm just i angry all the time in a way i i've never been before um just at like the lack of uh basic consideration anyone seems to have, and I think especially because it's like I've been, I've done nothing. I've done literally nothing. We came up to quarantine with my parents. None of us have so much as been to a store in a year. Like we're we're very very tired. So I, my patience is low.
1: They're overrated. Stores aren't that good.
3: Yeah, I don't. I, from what I recall, they're you know magical
1: but. <laughs> I don't know Jordan have you seen these have you seen these new stores that have like a uh, big white walls and four succulents
3: <laughs> that's my favorite kind of store I don't know what, what are you what?
1: talking about it's a type of store it's just like a white box and then there's four succulents in there and you're like how is this a store
3: <laughs> truly that's my favorite kind of those stores are aimed exactly at millennial women and they always work on me
1: <laughs> do you buy the
3: succulents No, the actual product isn't on display. It's usually like they sell one jacket.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I saw the jacket on Insta. Hmm.
3: Well, there's a the thing about the store is there's four succulents, and then there's a big sign, like a neon sign that says in cursive, like this doesn't suck, but s is suck is spelled like s u c c, and you take a picture under it. Oh, the Instagram installation. So So you've been to the four succulent store.
1: And then once you've done that, you're a witch. Is that correct?
3: Yeah, that's exactly right. Then you get to declare yourself a witch uh, because you have some crystals.
1: Uh Oh,
2: man. Got to get crystals.
3: Got to get on those crystals.
2: (sighs) Jordan, you don't have any crystals? No. What's balancing your energy? Nothing. My energy's all over the place. It's spilling out. It's falling on the floor. It's splishing, splishing and splashing all over the place.
1: You haven't been to the succulent store. You haven't been to the no. witch store. Have you been to the apothecary? <laughs> boy you're gonna fucking freak out no i haven't been to the apothecary oh boy come on
2: <laughs> sorry i have diarrhea
3: <laughs> <laughs> go to the apothecary you
1: gotta go to the <laughs> apothecary you know what? that helped my diarrhea yeah there's really only one answer for your diarrhea jordan you're gonna have to get out of the house you're going to have to go to the witch store. You're going to have to shove an amethyst up your shitter.
2: Oh, and that'll make me regular again? Yeah. It's a yeah. high five. Small price to pay. Small price yeah. to pay for regularity.
1: Sorry, listeners, that I said shitter. It grossed me out when I said it, too.
3: <laughs> yeah, saying. You, were, you were pulling back from it. You did not commit. <laughs>
1: it's so uncomfortable saying
2: the word oh, shitter. Oh, come on. They listen to this show. They can hear the word shitter. Can I say pooter
1: instead?
3: I don't think it means but either. It means like it means the place you go to do the shitting.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's true. That's a good point. Okay. Canonically, I'm switching it to pooter. (laughs) Jesse, can you meet us halfway with Turd Cutter? (laughs) Okay. Great. (laughs) <laughs> oh, it's so gross. Ooh. Okay, when something momentous happens to you, like you find the perfect amethyst for your turd cutter, uh give us a call two zero six nine eight four four fun or send us a message at JJGo at maximumfun dot org. Here is an example of
0: one such uh call. Hey Jordan Jesse and guest um I'm calling in from Toronto with a momentous occasion. Um, (laughs) Between uh, 2017 and a bit of 2020, um, I was uh, unable to engage with most media and um, discouraged from acknowledging uh, that I'm trans or pursuing testosterone. Um, And uh, that is because I was uh, in a cult for that time, um, which really sucked. Um, But one of the things that kept me going was the way that I would sneak listen to uh, JJ Go and The Greatest Generation, uh, a few other max fun shows. Um, They uh, really helped remind me that, uh, you know, there's a world out there that uh, exists that other people live in that I could claw my way back to. Um, And as someone who used to live in L.A., uh, all of you talking about my hometown, Uh, so lovingly and so specifically, uh, was really helpful to me. Um, so as of the end of February, um, I am one year out of being in a fucking cult. And as of, uh, now I am about 10 months on, uh, testosterone. Um, yeah. So, oh, also I got dressed today. So yeah. Get dressed every day. Um. Thanks everyone. Thanks, Brian. Yeah, that rules.
3: I'm thrilled for them. I'm as happy for them as I am when I get to um, the front of the line at Pink's Hot Dogs in Los Angeles.
1: <laughs> every, it's it's the Los Angeles, it's the Los Angeles restaurant that every Angelino loves, Pink's Hot Dogs, a completely unremarkable hot dog stand. <laughs> Here's what I'm wondering. If you were segregated from the rest of society, if you were in a private world of some kind, it doesn't have to be a cult. It could be that you like live in Antarctica, or uh, you know, you, you live at the top of a mountain, whatever. And your one lifeline, your one connection to broader culture in the United States, and indeed the world was sneak listening to Jordan Jesse go, you'd just stay wherever you were, right? You'd be like, eh, outside world sucks.
3: They really glossed over the cult, and I'm sure they maybe just don't, don't want to give identifying details, which absolutely makes sense. It's totally fine. But that was such a twist in that story.
2: Yeah. Boy, it was a real, it was a real thrill to hear that story, um, you know, for me. Again, you know, the, the, the twist, the narrative value, you know, there's a lot of a lot of thrills in there. Um, and you know, it's always nice to hear, you know, that the that the that the show means something and that, you know, the max ma- people the max fun shows mean something to people. It's great. I mean, so listening to that to me was really the opposite of the pits. The La Brea Tar pits. <laughs>
1: Thanks, Jordan. Yeah, I got there. <laughs> right? <laughs> Man, I mean you really put a sign on it, you know what I mean? A Hollywood sign. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
3: More more twists and turns uh, go uh, in that call than, than going through a uh, Laurel Canyon, <laughs> <laughs> both happy foot and sad foot while listening to that. Yeah, you really
1: uh, you really built a beautiful bridge to that one, a Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, if you keep this up, I'm gonna rocket you right to the Space Needle. <laughs> <laughs> well, good news, Jordan. Then I'll be on my favorite planet, Mars. <laughs> <laughs> this is going well. <laughs> okay, well, we've gotten we've gotten out of that what we needed to get out of that, Brian, I understand we have a call about Wario sauce.
3: Hey, Jordan and
1: Jesse. this is Nick calling from Columbus, Ohio, uh, where we have my wife and I have just split a sandwich from Warios and to answer your question. Wario sauce is a roasted garlic and caramelized onion aioli, uh, and it is delicious. We did not get roasted long hots, though, so we're going to go back. An aioli, Jordan, I don't know if you eat at uh, fancy restaurants. Aioli is one of those words that they use to fancy up regular stuff. Um, It just means a flavored semen. Okay. Jenny, for you, for your benefit.
3: Yeah.
2: I, I was talking on the show about how I was getting this constant Instagram ad for a restaurant called Wario's Beef and Pork in Columbus, Ohio. Um, <laughs> and I couldn't, couldn't go there. I was really mad because it looked like it was we, we good. We haven't
1: confirmed who owns the restaurant, whether it's the real Wario or just a,
0: <laughs>
2: a
1: pretend Wario. Right,
2: a false Wario. <laughs> yeah, which it's a Mario. I don't know. Anyway, um, and you know, so we were reading the menu on the show because uh, you know what else are you gonna do on the show? Fucking yeah, something else. you gonna read the, the house menu. in a year. We're gonna read the menu, and on the menu was something called Wario sauce. It didn't say what it was, but Jesse, being the sick
1: puppy that he is, with his I am fucking a Jenny, just for context. I'm a bit of a sick puppy. he's a sick <laughs> puppy he's he's at home watching Deadpool all day and Cartman. I don't look this guy doesn't care. This guy is not your this is not your uncle's superhero, Spidey man. I'm talking about Deadpool. he's looking all right He's looking all straight right. down the barrel of the camera and giving you a piece of his mind. all right, so this twisted yeah so the,
2: yeah, this twisted edge lord. Hey, Says to uh, me don't, on don't the get show, your "Turd Cutter in a twist." <laughs> All right, <laughs> I have a twisted turd cutter that I'm very sensitive about it. The doctors say I'll need surgery.
3: Was that John Lithgow's name?
2: <laughs> <laughs> turd Cutter <laughs> could be. You'll never know. Um, I, like I was saying, this this sick fuck over here. And I'm pointing to Jesse. Yeah, just for context, t- Jenny. I'm a bit of a sick fuck. He's a sick fuck. <laughs> Sitting around all day watching Cartman. Yeah.
1: He tells, me. He, Cartman. He,
2: he tells me that he thinks Wario sauce is Wario's Come, I mean.
3: Yeah. No, Jesse. Yeah, yeah that's I'll what I said.
1: Why. I'll tell you why. I don't, look.
2: Why?
3: Yeah.
1: I don't want it. You're such an
3: absolute Stewie from Family Guy.
1: <laughs> look. I don't mean to get too stewy on you, okay? Uh, But let me just say this, and sorry if it's too Dennis Miller. Uh, (laughs) Sauce is a cum word. It's not a cum word. (laughs) Yeah, that's a cum word, baby. It's on like
2: all food. It's a very common word. It's not cum. And now we have confirmation From a listener that it's not come, so just put this whole fucking thing to bed. Find some other perverted jag to go off on to get your jollies, (laughs)
1: Jesse. I'm thinking about aioli right now.
3: (laughs) I'm going to become the Joker,
1: just like Jared
2: Leto. All right, Jenny, what were you saying?
3: I had no idea where that call was going. So the guy called and he goes, my wife and I split. And there was enough of a pause. (laughs) that I went, no. And then he was like, a sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) Anything he said from there, I was fine with.
1: Who's the sick puppy now? I guess. (laughs) Yeah, for
3: me, everything is a divorce word.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There's two kinds
2: of words. Come words and divorce words. (laughs) Men are from cum words, and women are from divorce words. (laughs) What's your
1: cum language? (laughs) There's uh, four distinct cum languages. (laughs) Well, you got your roasted garlic, your caramelized onions, uh huh, chipotle, (laughs) chipotle (laughs) cum.
3: Yeah, and then original.
2: Yes, of course. There's the you can't beat
1: the original, you
2: know.
3: (laughs) Yeah, you have to beat to get the original.
1: Yeah, sorry if i sorry, listeners, if we're getting a little saucy. <laughs> okay, uh, that's it. 4 fun. JJ Go at MaximumFun.org. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse la,
0: la 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 la.
1: Hey kid, your dad tell you about the time he broke Stephen Dorff's nose at the Kids Choice Awards? <laughs> <laughs> In Dead Pilot Society, scripts that were developed by studios and networks but were never produced are given the table reads they deserve. When I was a kid, I had to spend my Christmas break filming a PSA about angel dust. So, yeah, being a kid sucks sometimes. Presented by Andrew Reich and Ben Blacker, Dead Pilot Society, twice a month on MaximumFun.org. You know,
2: the show you like, that hobo with the scarf who lives in a magic dumpster. <laughs>
0: Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> la, 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 la,
3: la, la,
2: la. Video games. Video games.
3: Video games. You like them?
2: Maybe you wish you had more time for them. Maybe you want to know the best ones to play. Maybe you want to know what happens to Mario when he dies.
3: <laughs> In that case, you should check out Triple Click.
0: La, 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 la,
1: la, la, it's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective.
3: And oh my God, Jenny Jaffe! I almost forgot. I had to introduce myself.
1: You do, and you did. Yeah, well, I mean, you were probably just dazzled by the talent and uh, wit that's been on display in this week's program. <laughs> it's a regular Algonquin roundtable around here.
3: It's like the Algonquin round table but it's all like cool guys like I don't know like Jared Leto Joker specifically. Ian. Yeah.
2: Everybody's favorite Joker.
3: Yeah.
1: It's me, Jared Leto's Joker.
3: <laughs>
2: pretty good, not bad, Jesse. That's a pretty Thanks. good Leto Joker.
1: Thanks, you know.
3: Why do you sound like Bugs Bunny trying to be a coquettish woman? <laughs> Jared Leto's Joker.
1: That was the inspiration for Jared Leto's Joker. Was when Bugs Bunny would dress up like a lady, <laughs> and to a lesser extent, when Elmer Fudd would would wear a Viking helmet. <laughs> that was
2: Jared Leto's Jared Leto's uh, Joker. His uh, his villain was not the Batman, but it was the the, the Fudd, the Elmer Fudd. <laughs> Took it in a kind of a different direction.
3: I would love to watch. Joker versus FUD.
1: <laughs> Whoever wins, we lose. <laughs> Would that be more like a Looney Tune, more like a superhero movie? Or, and here's my pitch, more like a sort of Kramer versus Kramer thing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a divorce word. Yeah.
1: A, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Hey, both Warner Brothers properties, it could happen. Mm, it
2: could happen like it.
1: legally. I appreciate that. I think that would be a lot of fun. Put it on Turner Classic Movies. (laughs) Yeah. Have um, Alicia Malone introduce it. Sure. Alicia Malone. Great in everything. (laughs) Great at (laughs) introducing uh, Bringing Up Baby. (laughs) Uh, Jenny Jaffe, what a joy it's been uh, to have you back on Jordan Jesse Go. Uh, I hope we've brightened your, uh, brightened your evening there in Palo Alto, California. Beautiful Palo Alto, have, California. Home, home of Stanford University and its famous clock tower. The Stanford Cardinal, <laughs> it's, it's a name for a tree. Um,
3: no, it's, it's great. I'm so happy to uh, be back talking with you guys after all low these many years.
1: Now, <laughs> now, Jenny, uh, it just so happens that when we were off air, uh, you mentioned, and that, apologies if I'm not allowed to talk about this on the air, but you mentioned that you've been using social media.
3: I do. I do use social media occasional, occasion, you know, occasionally, just, just for once
1: fun, in a while. yeah, just once in a once while, once in a while, sure.
3: Oh, oh! Is this is this for me to say? Where it, what kinds and how?
1: <laughs> you know, <laughs> hey, Jaffy, off... do whatever the fuck you want to. <laughs> Don't okay. let us tell you what to do. Uh, my wife told me I woke her up last night because in my sleep I was punching the mattress. So I think <laughs> all rules are off. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh boy! Okay, phew. So uh, you can find me. Well, it would be great if you wanted to follow me. Honestly, I'd love to have you there. Uh, it's just add Jenny Jaffe uh, on, on everything. And, uh, and I, as I told these guys, there's, I, I work primarily in animation and features. So my ability to uh, actually plug stuff happens like once every three or four years. But I think there are some things that are about to be announced uh, shortly. So hopefully, uh, if you come follow me, then I can tell you all about it.
1: Leto v. fud. Leto V FUD. <laughs>
3: Leto V FUD. Oh my god. I honestly love I we gotta we gotta make it happen. The two most famous uh famous adversaries.
2: Yeah, they can then they can at at some point they're they're fighting and then they have to like team up against Taz. <laughs> <laughs> but not like the naked Taz, but the Taz who's like you know, wearing the cool baggy jeans. You know that? You guys know that, Taz? You seen that, Taz?
3: The one from Sweatshirts.
2: Yeah, Sweatshirt Taz.
3: I love sweatshirt Taz as much as I love uh, Tweety Bird who's mean, where it's like, I don't like stupid, and today isn't your day or something. But he's like, (laughs) (laughs)
2: yeah.
3: The the kind that of was from the, the Looney Tunes store at the mall where they had the spaceship thing that you could climb into and uh Marvin the Martian would like say stuff if you press things.
1: No, I don't remember that.
3: You guys remember
1: uh this is just a dream you had where you woke up punching the mattress.
3: <laughs> I would love if anybody's listening and remembers the like Warner Brothers stores, that was the jam. When that was at the Stanford Mall, yeah. and so was the Disney store. That was the best iteration of the Stanford Mall.
1: Ugh, those were the days. You know what? I'm changing. You remember how we had Leto yeah. v. FUD? I got mm-hmm. an update on that. I mm-hmm. got a new pitch. Leto v. Lids <laughs> with a Z. So he's just fighting stores at the mall? <laughs> well just lids specifically because he's got too many hats as far as he's concerned <laughs> right and
2: then so they're fighting and then at the end they have to team up against Orange Julius
3: <laughs> no. no Hot
1: Topic is better that's a better pitch
3: yeah no so Hot Topic would be on their side Hot Topic kind of can't can't do it without them
1: yeah I mean can you imagine Hot Topic looking at a conflict that involved Jared Leto and not siding with Jared Leto <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's printing their money Yeah, pretty much, more or less. Well, Jenny Jaffe, it's it's been a joy to have you on the program. Let's just say somebody wanted to follow you on Twitter. How would they do that?
3: I would love it if they wanted to do that. At Jenny Jaffe. There you go. J-E-N-N-Y-J-A-F-F-E.
1: Jordan Jesse Go, uh, of course, produced by Brian, Sonny D. Fernandez. Our theme music, Love You by The Free Design, courtesy of The Free Design and Light in the Attic records you can find us on reddit maximumfun.reddit.com you can find us on facebook by liking jordan jesse go you can follow us on twitter at jordan underscore morris and at jesse thorne you can find us on instagram at put.this.on and at jordan david morris and you know what i think that's everything uh, that we've ever done uh, we'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. MaximumFun.org.
3: Comedy and culture, artist-owned,
2: audience-supported. Walter Sparky Cunnilingus.